Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Be an Artist is Fucking, fucking Killing Me. me. <laughs> happy Fringe. Happy uh, Fringe. Yeah. And to our Calgary listeners, Happy, happy Stampede, stampede y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Uh, so this week, we have Francesca Chednoff. Yeah. She is a dance artist, a photographer, a filmmaker. A wonderful human being. Yes. We had a really good time. Very talented lady. Yeah. Crazy. Um, the question that I posed to Fran right off the bat is how do you be supportive of your other artist friends when they get something that you don't? Mm-hmm. Which is probably an area that we all struggle in. Yes. I think you can still be jealous. Oh, yeah. I think it's impossible not to be... Don't hide your emotions. Yeah. But you don't be malicious about it. Totally. Yeah. I think it's okay to, like, recognize... Yeah. I'm feeling jealous. Yes. And to tell them that, but it to be not in a negative way. Yeah. Right? And to not let it, like, drive you to have feelings about that person. Right. We also have to let things go. Yeah. I mean, most of us at this point in our careers, I think, are pretty used to not getting things. Mm-hmm. So... Just let it go. Yeah. Be mad for a second, or not mad, be jealous for a second, and then wish them the best. Right. And maybe because that opportunity missed, you'll get a different opportunity. Totally. Yeah. Um, And so I want to hear, we want to hear what your thoughts about that question are. How do you deal with that jealousy? How do you turn it into something productive? Or maybe you don't get jealous. What kind of other emotions do you feel? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and if you... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we're recording at my house tonight, <laughs> and my cat is yeah being crazy. Also, if you hear dog noises in the episode, it's because we were dog sitting. <laughs> we got all the animals yeah. here. <laughs> um, yeah, if you have anything you'd like to share with us, maybe you don't get jealous, and if you don't, then great. We'd love to hear how you don't get jealous, because yeah. we definitely feel jealousy sometimes. Yeah. Also... How emotionally stable are you? Yeah. Share your secrets. Share us, yeah. <laughs> we want to know because I am not at that point. No. No. <laughs> All right, let's get started. Yes. Um, I kind of want to jump right into it. Yeah, and let's so do yesterday, it. I saw that you got the commission to make a film. Yeah. From Form. Yeah. Um, and I had an interesting conversation with my partner, actually, because Rainy and I applied for the same thing. Yeah. And didn't get it. Oh, shoot. This is awkward. <laughs> no, it's not awkward at all. It's like, but it's like, we haven't gotten a lot of things from Forbes, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, how do you be excited? How do you not think about it as a zero-sum game kind of thing? You know what I mean? Like, and how do you be excited for your friends when they're successful? Because their success doesn't take away from your success. Yeah. Right? Hmm. And not to, like, put you on the spot, but, like, that was the conversation I was having last night. And I was like, oh, this would be interesting. Huh. That's a really good question. I've never been asked something like that. Um, I mean, I think it's really hard because the community is so small. small. And, I yeah. like, everybody um, knows each other and, like, has a pretty good idea on the surface of what people are working on, mm-hmm. at least. I think... I know for me, whenever I've felt super frustrated about (laughs) 
someone else getting something. <laughs> it's important for me to talk about it with like yeah. my peers um, to really like get down to what about it bothers me right. or or how I can, as corny as it sounds, how I can kind of learn from it not happening this time around. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think for me, especially freelancing, there's a lot of like empty space of like not having any job <laughs> um, where you're being paid or acknowledged. So I've really had to work on creating for myself. And like, if Mm -hmm. that bounces off of other people and is acknowledged, then that's what makes me happy. It kind of builds this like ecosystem of creation and workflow and feeling validated in hopefully a healthy way. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answered your question. That's okay. I think you bring up a lot of good, interesting points. And, like, things to think about just because someone else is successful doesn't mean that you're not, right? And it doesn't take away from the value of you or the value of your art. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think... And it's hard as a freelancer. Yeah. Super hard. Yeah. To constantly remind yourself of that. Yeah. I think working with limitations or not getting the thing that... I think is going to help me make whatever dream project actually like motivates me even more to yeah. just do something yes. to do something. Cause I'm the type of person that gets super anxious <laughs> if I'm not making something. I think I need to work on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like do yoga or like <laughs> cook some food instead of just constantly creating. But, but you're, yeah, you're constantly producing. Yeah. So are you yourself producing or you get a lot of, did you start self producing a lot? And then a lot of people started connecting with you to join them on. Yeah. So in terms of like the more like visual um, photography and like film stuff, I was super lucky because my dad was into photography. So I had access to a camera. Yeah. Um, And then it was like when I was 14, I started like editing. So I'd already been like playing and stuff like that for a while, like on Final Cut. And then my dad had a camera. So then I started shooting and I was just making stuff for fun. And then through things like Instagram and Vimeo, I was able to like publish like small projects that I was interested in doing. And then those things were seen by people that were interested and that has helped me get other jobs that can pay me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, that kind of comes back to the, the ecosystem of, of working, um, creating work for yourself will then create work. Yeah. 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 And also for like the, the community as well. Like I'm really into, I've been really into doing this archival shooting archival footage for companies and dance artists because again like we were talking about before it's really important to have that archival footage and make sure that it's really good um and that allows me to have like a little bit of cash flow so then I'm also able to have time to do my own personal projects make those things then those projects are seen 
by people, and then that's what gets me hired. You know, it's just kind of like this cyclical thing. Right. Yeah. And if you were to wait for funding or to wait for someone to pick you up before you started any of that, it would like never happen. Right? Yeah, I think it's just important to start. And I think starting is also the hardest part. Yeah. It's a discipline. So that's kind of like a weird thing to say. (laughs) Because how do you start anything? What does it actually mean to start? Because I think also people have this idea of like, I am a dancer only if I'm doing this. Right. Or I'm an artist only if I've done this or accomplished this. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like, ooh, that's like super limiting. And what happens once you get, you do that thing? Yeah, you make new goals. But I don't know. I just, I think you're always working on what you're doing. Like I have this idea of everything is practice as in everything that you do contributes to you as an artist. So everything matters, but it also at the same time takes the pressure off of you because it is just practice. Mm -hmm. Like this conversation that we're having right now Mm -hmm. is practice for like the next time you're in the studio or the next time you make something in a way. It's just new information. Totally. So that's how I feel about that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, everything is practice. Everything is practice. Um, So you're an artist on so many different levels. You're filmmaker, photographer, dancer, everything. What is, right now, what are you most focused on? Um, Right now, I'm most focused on this portraiture that I've seen to kind of like leaned into pretty hard. And that has kind of come from going into theaters and shooting a lot of like virtuosic bodies and like dancers in like theater spaces. And then I did a lot of that over the past year. And then I just had this desire to be closer to people Mm -hmm. quite literally and also just like in a personal sense. So I started doing these like intimate sessions with people where they come over to my mom's apartment, which has great light. And yeah, we just sit on the floor for like two hours and I just shoot their face. I don't give too much direction. We just kind of like find what the photo is together. So it's very collaborative. Cause I was really interested in like seeing people's like skin <laughs> and pores and like flaws and like little hairs and like reflection of light off of like the surface of someone's face. So I really wanted to play with that. And then now it's kind of turned into how do I extend the body, abstract the body and its shape? Because I'm realizing the more that I shoot dance, each time I kind of click, I'm validating a shape or a movement as like the most ideal. So it's been really interesting to me to actually cover up a person Mm -hmm. completely and see what happens. Right. Totally abstract and like mask the, the known shape of their body and see just how much I can show or indicate so that you know that like Lauren is underneath that piece of fabric. 
So that's what I'm most interested in right now. And that's also kind of what I'm sort of working on in the film. Um, and I would like to see how that translates in actual like performance, mm -hmm. which is very daunting. <laughs> feels, yeah. Um, having like been uh, creeping your Instagram, it feels like a lot of your pictures or your um, those like the works that you're doing, the portraiture works that you're doing, mm -hmm. are like a reaction to. I take it as like a reaction to. Um, traditional bodies and traditional spaces. Yeah, you're like I don't want to see that anymore. Yeah, so I'm like you're playing with like extreme colors. Yeah, and shapes and extreme closeness, which is super interesting. Yeah, for sure, because I think it it took me a while to realize it that I really wanted to take the focus off of myself, and that also that comes from wanting to be closer to other people. Like, I want to see how I could, like, refract my own feelings, like, through <laughs> other bodies and other, like, colors and things. That's very abstract, I guess. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm also just, like, really interested in what can happen in the moment. So they come, the person comes over, and then I just kind of, like, collect these materials um, not with any sort of specific um, concept in mind, and then propose the material to the person. And then, yeah, it's always really like interesting what comes forward. It seems like this idea of like masking mm -hmm. or like hiding in plain sight is also like a really big theme for me. <laughs> um, I'm always like, oh, I want to, like, cover myself, but let me have lime green hair and, like, wear, like, head-to-toe yellow. Like, it's like... <laughs> I don't want any attention. I'm no one look at me. No one, yeah, no one look at me. So, yeah, it's like this, like, weird, like, hiding in, in plain sight kind of thing that has filtered into my work or things that I'm interested in. So, yeah, and then anyone that's, like, kind of, like, inside of... The material they always say that they have like a really their own kind of like cocoon experience on the inside so I'm always interested to like hear what they're going through because <laughs> I'm on the outside trying to find what the image is whereas like for them they're just experiencing like the texture the feeling the sound of the right. material so you're when they when they have the material on you're not giving any direction like you're not saying move or Honestly, like sometimes the direction is really, it's really simple. Like it's honestly like bring your head towards the light, take your forehead, tilt it down. Like, because really those little like subtleties in posture, really I'm working on posture with them mm -hmm. um, to create character in the, in the image. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. And then we kind of like look back at it and kind of see, oh, I see this, I see that. And we don't try to recreate it. We just try to, like, make it even more specific. Mm -hmm. hmm. What happens for you in this space when something doesn't work? Oh, that's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, like, sweating <laughs> when I'm shooting. Because <laughs> the other thing, too, is, like, people come over with an expectation of, like... I'm going to get fabulous photos. Yeah, I'm going to get yeah. this great new profile pic or whatever. And I'm just... <laughs> that 
so many instant feels likes. like a little bit stressful. Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't want to waste anybody's time. <laughs> um, what do I do when things aren't working? Either for like yourself? Yeah. Or, or for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think I always. I mean, I try to switch up the energy. Like sometimes it could be as simple as like what's playing, what music is playing, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times I have to like check in also with my expectations, with your own expectations, my own expectations, yeah. and this is true not just for shooting, but also for going into the studio as a creator or as an interpreter. Like when I feel that anxiety of it's not going the way. I wanted to, I always have to check in with like, okay, what did I expect mm-hmm. and what is right in front of me? Cause really at the core, like that's the thing that I'm working on. Like what, what's in the room right now today that I can use. So how can, how can I best utilize those things and make an image? And I think that's why photography has been so exciting for me because I think with like dance or performance, that can sometimes feel like running into a wall over and over again. Whereas like with photography, it can really be super instant. Even when it is really hard, you can see right away. You can really feel right away when it works and when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It feels like catching a butterfly. Like, you know, when the thing is <laughs> in the net. Yeah. Um, so yeah, checking into expectations is, I think, number one. Right. Yeah. Because I for sure have... Uh, things that I'm drawn to and my tastes. But I think when things are going outside of that, I'm like, oh, why is it going there? Can I still, like, utilize that kind of, like, tangent? Yeah. Have you ever had an experience where there's been resistance between the subject model and you? No, if anything, it's the opposite. Okay. Like, I actually tell people all the time like you don't have to put your face in the plastic bag to get a photo right now like (laughs) you don't like I love enthusiastic consent (laughs) you know what I mean but like yes yes sometimes people I think especially dancers like end up doing things that they don't need to be doing you know what I mean that are like kind of like putting I'm never like really putting anybody in danger but like if I'm slathering stuff all over your face, like, tell, like, tell me, like, tell my me skin is sensitive or, like, mm-hmm. I actually don't want this on my face. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't have to, like, do the thing. It's just a photo. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's the same for dance making, too. Like, I think whenever I feel myself getting, like, super intense about something, I always have to be like, okay. I get to make a dance or I get to be in a dance. Like, it's just that. It's just a stupid fucking dance. It's just a dance. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a photo, yeah. really. Yeah. So if anything, I've had to, like, really be, like, always asking the subject, is this okay? How do you feel about this? Let's take a break. Like, those kinds of things. So also, like, practicing, like, consent has actually been, like, a thing that's really come forward. Um in this practice for me so Uh yeah I 
Why do you think dancers just like constantly do whatever they're told and not question it? Hmm. I mean, there's like a, there's that like power structure that I think so much of us have been trained under of mm-hmm. there being like the director. There's a crowd. constant hierarchy. Yeah, there's a constant like hierarchy and I've definitely had to like unlearn all of the times. Like I catch myself all the time when I feel like I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a practice of like knowing what you're doing is enough. Obviously push yourself. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like that's like, don't be lazy. Yeah. Don't be lazy. Be curious. Yeah. There's a difference between like (laughs) the curiosity thing and like killing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I've been lucky to also be in processes where, um, that power hierarchy has been broken down or radicalized. Mm -hmm. So, and also, unfortunately, the other way in the other direction as well, but right. Yeah. I don't know. I think also just in the way that we train, like the way that we look at ourselves in comparison to others, there's always like, again, it keeps coming back to me from this photography thing because it's just a representation of like an ideal image or shape or like moment or like this is like the moment that's <laughs> it or even what like when we remount old work and we like look at the the footage it's like this is the one that we're going towards i mean not everybody does that mm-hmm. but i hear from people who are in companies and remount a lot of work that that is like the the current or like the the feeling in the room mm-hmm. so they try to like get to this like place of perfection within them yeah, yeah. there's like an ideal there's an ideal mm-hmm. yeah and instead of working with like who's in the room who's in the room yeah 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 and i think that comes from a lot of insecurity and ego and like from I can empathize with the director position because there's a lot of money at stake you need to put people like in the seats um people like donors and subscribers are often like sorry like older people that have just been like going to the ballet and like seeing these like older work so you have to sat you have to satisfy a lot of needs and like things that are dynamic and like flashy so yeah it's hard Mm -hmm. there's a there's a lot of like angles to it there's a lot of angles yeah yeah it's interesting to as like a creator and a dancer to like know your limits as well Oh, like for sure. No, when you're being asked something, I think you kind of talk, touched on this a bit. When you're being asked of something just because, just because. Yeah. And when you're being asked of something because of the idea and where that idea came from and mm-hmm. why this person's asking you to do that. Yeah. And I think understanding 
if someone's asking you to do something like drastic, them explaining to you in a way like, this is how I came to this idea and this is why I think this would be appropriate here yeah, is so helpful rather than just like, do this, don't say anything. Yeah. I just need to see it. Yeah. No, I, favorite phrase. Yeah. I yes. just need to see this. Yeah. I won't name who would say this to me, but like there was a director that was like a big part of my life that said, just say yes. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and like now when I go and enter that space, I'm like, stop saying that. Like there's like literal children in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really scary. We actually, I mean, like, going off the experience that I was kind of talking about is we just, oh, Henry. Henry, you got to <laughs> lay down. <laughs> lay down. You can sit here, but lay down. Get you mittens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a big stretch. Lay down. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we were talking about, like, nudity and dance. Right. The other day. And because I'm doing a piece with Mateo. And Matteo had this, like, I know what he's working on right now with Karen and this idea. He's really researched it and really thought about it. And it's he's thinking about, like, people putting on uniforms and who they are underneath and what their rituals is. And that's, like, a very brief synopsis of what he's working on. But he's doing this piece, and he first brought up to us on the first day of rehearsal, like, what if you guys were in the skirts, like, topless? And because he had, like, explained to us what the idea was, and like yeah. everything, I was like, yes. But had he, and I, I talked to him about this after, we're not doing it that way. Um, but he was talking about like, it's really important for you guys to like know like your limits and say like, no, I don't feel comfortable with this. Or yes, I do feel comfortable with. And I feel like, I mean like nudity in dance and nudity in art is such like a weird topic as it is. Yeah. So it's, having these discussions about like, I mean, I don't know how it's got to this consent and nudity and like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and just say yes. Also yeah. like just having the option to change your mind. Totally. Totally. Right? Yeah. Which sometimes doesn't feel like an option. You're like, yeah. Oh, I have to make a decision right now and it's final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do I say no and get a part taken away from me? Yeah. Or totally. do I just say yes yeah. and work through it? The stakes. Right. Yeah. What like, are the stakes of your decision really making? Right. I mean, I understand like from a director standpoint, why you like, why you feel like you need to know right then. Right. Because it's nice to have like consistency and within a project, but yeah, it's, it's like a weird, it's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. The nudity thing is, is, is tricky. Um, me and Justin worked on that yeah. like a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, we had a residency For new back book. in, yeah, yeah, back in the fall. The and we, yeah, we worked, yeah, we worked with nudity cause he was, really interested in the exploitation of a dancer's body and yeah. like yeah so I was just like naked <laughs> yeah um but then I don't know with him like I felt so comfortable right to do I don't know it, I think it really varies from experience uh-huh. to experience but again like what you said to feel like you have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's like the most important. How is it performing like that? Um, become like super aware of your, <laughs> of your surfaces. <laughs> yeah. Of it's, your skin. Yeah. Every, 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 every move you make. Yeah. It, yeah. You're seen. You're really seen. Cause you're, you're quite 
literally your skin is like in contact with everything. <laughs> I don't know. You feel, you really feel like yeah. the space. I think it's a really interesting, um, experience. I've also shot nude, um, with DA Hoskins a couple times. That was like the first time I had done anything nude. Yeah. You be- it sounds like so obvious to say, but you become like super aware Mm-hmm. of your body and something definitely like comes through when you're naked something else something like other mm-hmm. so when you came through was it like when you, like was something it was like a confidence it was like oh this is me this is it or was it more like I'm gonna do this I'm confident but also I'm thinking about my skin being in contact with every single thing in the world um I think with like with DA, yeah, it really felt like a, an experience of becoming comfortable in my body. Whereas with Justin, we were really trying to exploit mm-hmm. like um, my body. And also we were um, going into accessing pain and like... Mm-hmm showing like the worst parts <laughs> of me but I don't know in and in a, in a, maybe in this like weird <clears throat> way I really enjoyed that experience uh-huh. um to kind of like take it all the way to the end but it was only because like there's so much trust between the two of us and Karen was in the room yes. working as an outside eye and she was so lovely and wonderful so I felt really safe Good. in that situation. Um, there was a chance, though, that we might have performed that at New Blue, but because Justin moved to Montreal, dates didn't work out. So when I was there, like, shooting, I was like, shit, what would that have been like to perform, the audience to perform it? Is, I mean, maybe it doesn't matter, but the audience at New Blue is quite young and, like, all over the map. Yeah, I mean, like, what... what um. Peter curated for the festival it's pretty all over the place but even so I'm thinking about what we did back in the fall and I'm like shit I don't know how that it's just like again a lot of like energy feedback Mm -hmm. as an interpreter Um, and I think also because we were doing it at in the fall we were doing it at Dover Courthouse there's like we were playing with proximity as well I think nudity and proximity is also a thing Yes. To consider. Yeah. And we did play, we did play with that. Um, so I think putting that work, me nude, in the frame of the winch, in the frame of new blue dance would have been pretty trippy. Would have been very different. Would have been very different. It would have, it would have read as a, as a different thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Jumping to, back to your portraits yeah and what you said earlier no that was my fault let's continue the conversation (laughs) um you said moving more behind the lens and shifting the focus uh, to other people why do you think that is is that like a conscious choice or it's just like where you've become more comfortable i think it's where i've become more comfortable Mm -hmm. um i mean maybe that's not how it reads from the outside but um I I think I was before making a lot of work 
in like direct response to what was happening to me or what I was experiencing, like mm-hmm. right in the moment, like relationship stuff or like whatever drama was happening in my life. And I think I really wanted to move away from that and have like more universal <laughs> ideas and yeah. and also just like collab- be again closer to other people. And I think through doing that, it's it's also made me less bitter of a person, I think. And like to less not work out of anger and sadness. All yeah, the time. and yeah. like not be as like uh reactive and like not make like sad lady art. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really like weary of like having that kind of like narrative. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, or just, like, conscious of, like, I don't want to, like, be making too much work about, like, heartache or, like, Ooh. my weakness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Because, like, when I look at, like, some work that I did, like, two years ago, I'm like, whoa, I was, like, queen of oversharing. I, think. <laughs> I feel like that every day. So yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I still... I still very much utilize Instagram and broadcast a lot of my life, but I think in terms of like the things that I'm really interested in, it's not in direct relation to like a single person in my life. Right. And like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm just like trying other, other things. And I think, yeah, to answer your question, it just is kind of like widening a little bit. Right. And I'm, yeah, I'm trying to embrace that widening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you're, like, working from more of, like, an aesthetic point of view compared to, yeah. like, an emotional, yeah. personal point of view. Because I think the emotion and those details will arise right. out of building the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Totally. Naturally. And again, that kind of, I think I already sort of spoke about that, but... The emotion doesn't have to be the center of the work because then it, only, it can only go so far and it can only. Right. Yeah, it can only so go much. so far. And like to make something, I have a couple friends that are kind of <laughs> dealing with like, how do we make a piece of work about something? Like, what does that, what does that really look like? Mm-hmm. And I think this is like where I'm struggling with the film. Like I have all of these ideas but then how do you show that? Is it really about that does it matter? Yeah, does it need to be? Does, does it, it need, need to, to be? Have, like a linear story? Or yeah. Or a story? Um, so I'm learning to trust that it doesn't necessarily have to be about da 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 mm-hmm. And like, I think even, even when I was younger and making dance work, I was really um, gravitating towards like creating these like images as landmarks and then finding the transitions to kind of like tie them together and I think I'm going back to that now there's there isn't like an about it just it's just a color it's a pattern it's Mm -hmm. a shape Mm -hmm. how does that like make you feel that's cool do you have artists that inspire you that inspired that yeah um um, well, for sure, like, Nick Cave was an artist, um, the visual artist 
that inspired the film that I did last year for um, Form Festival. He the makes one in the... yeah, like the mop suit. He it's really like he makes these sound suits, these like giant kind of sculptural pieces. Again, extensions of the body. Um, his work is also super color- colorful and bright and like just like really prolific. Um, so he really inspires me. And then actually the person that introduced me to Nick Cave's work, um, Omar Driftnote, really inspires me. Um, I work with him in collaboration all the time. He's another person that seems to... He's just a person that like is just like an endless curiosity well and just can like learn and do anything. Um, so when I'm around him, I feel like a little peanut. <laughs> um, but yeah, his his work is also very much in like otherness and abstracting the body and erasure. And I know like body politics are like something that are super important to him and I think being you know having him so close to me 100% Mm -hmm. affects my work not just as like a collaborator but as a friend Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of who else off the top of my head I mean even like um Nicholas Winding Refn, like, because of, like, his, like, colorblindness, like, all of his, like, films are, like, super, super, like, contrasty mm-hmm. and, like, bright. So I think watching his films have really inspired that, like, neon, bright color aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That's great. Do you find any, any like, politicalness? Was that the right is that a word? let's make it one are there any like super like social and political topics in your work do you find any of those kind of things relevant um I mean I think a lot of the stuff that I do could be argued as apolitical Mm -hmm. but I think I think I do have a responsibility as a maker to resist every time I make something. To resist um, the norm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> to put it simply, like, yeah, of and, I, and I think, like, even the way that I present myself and represent represent myself as a way to resist and I think the reasons why I started shooting is a resistance um a resistance to what you were seeing to what I was seeing I was kind of troubled by this like male photographer gaze trope yep um so that that's perfectly leading into one of my next questions yeah (laughs) so yeah that's something that like hit me pretty hard a year ago and I think that's also contributing to 
my hustle because like it's like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a really good job and I'm going to right. help, help people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're just laughing at Henry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go away. Um Do you know who Amanda Decadenet is? One more time. Amanda Decadenet. Yes. Yeah. Uh she's got a book I read and it's I mean, well, she's like the founder of Girl Gaze. Yeah. And uh, her book is like talks. Some of the chapters are a bit like sad lady art, <laughs> but a lot, but a lot, there are a couple of chapters that touch on photography and women's photography in particular. Yeah. That are really interesting and why she founded um, Girl Gaze. So you're talking about how you feel like you have a responsibility. Yeah. Um, what has your experience been like in as a woman photographer in this community so far do you feel like you've been neglected or do you feel like your work has been showcasing for itself or I think I've been really lucky in terms of support yeah I think it's more a matter of always checking in with myself that the things that I make are not just a product of like the things that I've been used to seeing, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, like right. I'm, I'm trying to, um, being inspired with be, being able to use that as fuel. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. To take you in a different direction. Yeah. 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 Not just reproducing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard. Like sometimes Super hard. you really have to drift a bit and seclude yourself a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and like not have so much input, um, in order to, to have that happen mm-hmm. um and that's been a balance i will say though that like there are some festivals and some organizations that i work for that are completely run by men and other and like the unions are all men they don't like me <laughs> like they don't want me there because there's such strict rules on shooting anyway with unions like i've been yelled at i've had to like put my like name tag like right at the front of my chest to like be like, I'm supposed to be here right now shooting, doing my job. Just let me do my job. Wow. Yeah. So, like, those are instances where I've really felt, like, my age, being a woman, looking queer in the space. Like, a lot of the other male photographers that come also just have, like, so much equipment. And it's just, like, so much, so much, so much. They want to, like, give me tips on what I'm doing. <sighs> And I'm just like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll try to find, like, a little corner in, like, the Sony Center. Like, just, like, sit by myself. And just someone, some man will find me and, like, try to, like, tell me what to do. And I'm like, I just want to be by myself. I know I have lime green hair and I'm wearing all yellow. But just leave me alone. <laughs> but, yeah. So I've had, like, those kinds of crappy experiences um and again it still motivates me to make sure I get like good photos and good Mm. footage and like make good shit because like I'm not just a like click 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 kind of like photographer like I'm trying (laughs) I'm trying to be an artist over here you know yeah so do you think the movements that are happening right now are are opening up the 
or sorry, are broadening the spectrum for like women photographers? Yeah. Do you think it's helping? I mean, slowly maybe, but do you think it's helping even a little bit? I mean, I wish I could do more to support other content creators. And I think that's like moving forward. I think that's something that I really, I'm going to work on. Yeah. Not that I want to work on, I am going to work on, and I have um, opportunities coming up that will help support that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and all sorts of women, too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think, I think things like Instagram are great because you actually get to see all of these, like, mm-hmm. subcultures yeah. and, like, different kinds of artists, and I've been... It's been really great to like connect with all sorts of people. And I think also within the dance community, there's also so many little pockets um, of different kinds of people. Like there's, you know, the street dance community. Then there's like the queer street dance community. Then there's like the black dance community. And then there's like the contemporary dance community. And then there's like, you know, like it just kind of like keeps like going and going and going. And I've, really tried to not isolate myself to just like one or two mm-hmm. um, and try to work with multiple people too. Like I always like, I try to check in with like, again, who am I representing? Who am I taking photos of? What am I taking photos of? Right. Like you gotta, you gotta show it mm-hmm. and not just as like tokenism, like, but because, like, it's important, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's really yeah. important. Um, do you have an opinion of, like, people that only work with the same people over and over again? Yeah, I think it's really problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really yes. problematic, too, and I think that... I under- I totally understand, like, muses. Like, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, being comfortable and feeling safe and, like... Yeah. All those kind of things. You need, you need those... You definitely need those support systems. Yeah. But I've also found that I've spoken to people that, like, preach and say a lot of things. And then when I go to see the work, it's just, like, not there. Mm-hmm. And, again, I suppose I could just, like, bring it back to you're scared because you're making a show. There's money on the line. There's a deadline. There's a deadline. Right. This is who will work for you. This is what you're used to. You're of this group, but you, you have to do the work like a little, like just, you just, again, it comes down to just start. Yep. Mm -hmm. And starting is like the scary part. So that's kind of why I say it comes down to fear, I think. Like, totally. And your own... A really great way to look at that. Yeah. Um, I just want to touch on, like, social media. Yeah. Move on. That's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've been, like, very vocal about taking breaks from social media. Yeah. Like, out of self-care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I did a break past spring. And then I did it last spring, too. Um can get, like, really overwhelming. I think (laughs) I've run into 
the reason why I took that like last break or one of the reasons why I took that last break is because I really found that every time I saw somebody, whether they knew me really well or peripherally or like didn't know me at all, the first thing that they would say to me is like, I love your social media or I feel like I know you because of your social media. Ooh. And the second one in particular, like really started to hurt me yeah. because Yes, I, I feel I broadcast a lot of my opinions <laughs> and they're just opinions like or questions um, on things like Instagram. But that's just like there's more to life than what is being posted on Instagram. Right. And also, like, it's really not fair for you to say that you know me just because you've seen my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Right. You know Which is I mean? like showcasing, the majority is like showcasing your work. Yeah. Right? Which isn't a direct reflection of who you are. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was starting to f only feel validation through my work. And then I would only feel like I could connect to people if they wanted to like get down and collab and work on something. That was the only mainly thing how people were reaching out to me. And I was getting overworked and I was getting a little bit tired of that. And I was feeling like I was like, I mean, I don't want to make anybody feel bad who had like worked with me in the last like year or whatever. Um, that's not what this is about. But I'm, I felt like a little bit taken advantage of a little bit. I was, I was feeling really insecure about um, what was going on. And I also was just in a moment where I was like, I really don't think it's like safe for my mental health to broadcast how I'm feeling mm -hmm. because I do know it's inevitable. Every time you post, you do it because you know it's public so that it's going to be seen by other people and validated by other people. Like that's how the thing works. Yeah. Like that's how it works. So you can't really get around that. You're not engaging with the thing if you're not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I really, I really had to take a break from that and even like things like stories like I went back to Instagram and like going back to look at stories I was like I don't know if I want to do this because you really realize you get like a minute by minute update of someone's life and it's so much like input like it's so much like information mm -hmm. it's really overwhelming so I think the breaks are have been really important to me and yeah you know there's like all sorts of like think pieces and like essays and like articles um about this kind of topic and they all pretty much say like there's no real like healthy way to do it because I think no. you're either like in it or you're not doing it mm -hmm. really right so that's why I kind of feel like the, the breaks are, import, are important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's hard, though, because I think sometimes you get anxiety about, or I get anxiety about, oh, if I'm not seen, then Everybody, not being seen. Everybody's going to forget about me. Totally. Yeah, or like... Yeah. But again, it, I, I really had to check in with, like, what is validating me? 
how am I receiving that validation? Am I even like receive like am, is my body even like processing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what sort of like pressure am I putting on myself? Yeah. Um Yeah. Do you find that the most of the pressure comes from yourself or from outside people? I think right now I've done in the past year I've done a really good job of just kind of like it sounds kind of weird but just like keeping it like to myself like I've kind of been in this place because I've been freelancing the past year just be like I'm my own boss like I'm my own critic I'm going to do what I want to do but actually right now I'm kind of in this place where I'm like I actually need to like take in other people's like opinions a little bit more <laughs> like I need you know what I mean like I've hit like a cap yeah. a little bit on that um you hit your own glass ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the pressure definitely comes from me. I've 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 had to work on how I carry other people's opinions. So that's why this past year I've I feel like I've been like, whew, let go of that, let go of what, let go yeah. of that, and just do my own thing. But there's like a cap where I was like, ah, oh, shit, I need to like learn from someone else, essentially keeping your curiosity growing yeah 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 back to that for sure it helps with skill building totally essentially mm-hmm. that's great we're at time yeah great. so Fran <laughs> amazing is being an artist killing you um uh, <laughs> <laughs> question yeah is being an artist killing me no because I I think for me being an artist is inevitable, and I'm dying anyway. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best answers we've received yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> we might as well do it now. Right. So, that's kind of how I feel about it. That's so, amazing. it's like yes and yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, is there anything you want to plug, Fred? Anything I want to plug? Damn. Yeah. Like your social media? <laughs> yeah. Uh follow me at Franz and Friends. F R A N Z N F R I E N D S. Um what's coming up? Form Festival is coming up, so my film it's called All Things Grow and it will premiere at the Form Festival, Festival of Recorded Movement. In September, I'm thinking of doing a screening here in Toronto. Cool. Okay. So if I get it, my life together, then I'll organize that. Uh, <laughs> and Form is in Vancouver. Yes, For Form people. is in Vancouver, which is why I would like to have my own event. But do here. they get premiere rights? Like you would have to screen it afterwards? Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, what about that uh, art collection? Is it going to showcase anywhere or are you working on that still? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I can say this now. Um, I am um, one of two artists, emerging artists in residence at Dance Makers starting next year. That's great. So um, the next two years, holy, um, yeah, I'll be working on the photos, all of the materials that I've been playing with hopefully doing some sort of installation or gallery thing and performance thing. So that's like a big to-be-determined to kind of thing. So two years is amazing, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like a really, it's a really big deal. 
so I feel <laughs> kind of weird talking about it because it hasn't hit me yet. So, um, yeah, that will be coming in the future. This will happen. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Cool. All right, y'all. <laughs> if you don't already, thank you for coming, Fran. I'm going to do my spiel. Go follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. at galpalprods. If you have any questions or you have any comments about the past episodes, especially this one, email us, galpalprods at gmail.com. Also, go leave us a review on <laughs> iTunes. Yes. So it's not just me, Corinne, and Patricia <laughs> leaving reviews. Because our rating is five stars. So if you want to bash us, go write us, go tell us. Um, also, our Patreon account is live. Yeah. Um, we will be filming our upcoming film this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we would really appreciate if you donated us some money. Right. So, <laughs> so please think about donating. And also, just think about donating to our Patreon account because we're going to be producing content for the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. And we'd like to do more things and keep you guys in the loop. And there's only a few more episodes left this season. Yes. So we're going to take August off. But don't forget about us, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll post. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you.